0: It's best if you don't reach out. The unexceptional late 30s mail against COVID-19, genital herpes, and $18 an hour employment. For more adventures, visit my website, com. I figured the time has come to provide a summertime update to all my loyal subscribers like Passive Income Pro and Astrology Assistant. I hope you're both having fun and keeping cool. In previous comments, when I spoke disparagingly toward solar panels, I didn't mean to imply that technology isn't an important step toward environmental sustainability. I'm speaking exclusively about how the installation at my apartment complex will be weaponized against tenants. My rent has gone up $350 in two years, while my salary has gone down. Going green is expensive when our land barons don't share the energy savings. I am a woman who requires a great deal of attention said Riley, the garbage goddess, ranting about me on TikTok. I'm grateful that my most recent pseudo-girlfriend revealed her biggest deal-breaker to me before my trip to Hollywood next week. My conference schedule ends at 3 o'clock every day, so I'll have time to enjoy Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge in a new dating landscape. Well, I say that now, But I've been aggressively unmatching women who don't ask me a question within our first three messages. I know they have 50 conversations going at once, but if they can't be bothered to ask me a single question, then I've got better things to do. Things like watching solar panel installation out my window. The Life of Riley. I met the ultimate manic pixie dream girl during spring break while she was vacationing in Arizona. Now, she would tell you she lives here, but that is absurd. Her house, her family, her friends, her pets, her job, her responsibilities, her belongings, and every discernible piece of home one can conceive of was, for her, in a state over 1,000 miles away. Semantics. Semantics. She liked to say that after COVID-19 turned her into a remote worker, she moved to Arizona. But she was really in a kitschy lakeside Airbnb community with only a few granules of sand left falling to the bottom of her holiday hourglass. Her vacation persona was intoxicating. When we matched on Tinder, I thought she was a bot selling crypto because her main photo was a conventionally attractive blonde woman in a cute baby blue bikini. I told her I didn't think she was real, and she responded by sending me a customized video addressing me by name and humorously confirming her authenticity. She's also smart as a whip, and our conversations flowed for days. Not only was she the sexy woman of my dreams, but she was also the conversationalist woman of my dreams. Her breadth of knowledge was impressive, and she had relatable anecdotes for any topic that came up. She also did voices, gestures, and expressions like a comedy sketch artist, making her a really great storyteller. Riley joked that while she is a platinum blonde who wears horn-rimmed glasses, she is not a Fox News political analyst. She lamented that her aesthetic does explain why she matches with so many conservative men. No, for a petite woman, she has a comically masculine job. For years, she hung off the back of a garbage truck, slinging bins, and making friends all over different neighborhoods. This was a strong, unionized position, and she saved up the money that now pays for her luxurious travel. Just before the pandemic swept across the country, she had traded her familiar trash route for a waste management office job that vaguely sounds mafia-esque. When her job and her then-husband's job both turned into work-from-home positions, she says she fell out of love because he consumed himself with writing unicorn based fan fiction. She said they were both fantasy nerds in high school, but her interests branched out over the next two decades while his walled off. She divorced him, enjoyed a whirlwind romance with a professional bowler who won tournaments on television then threw a dart at a spinning globe and moved to Arizona, specifically that lakeside community, about an hour and 15 minutes from me. We dated from spring break in March until summer vacation in June. Our dates were some of the most enjoyable I've experienced. Since she was on vacation, obligatory, I live here, comment on her behalf. We mostly just did vacation-y things together like museums, hiking, and small town oddities. She has a coquettish playful side and many tricks like wiggling her butt at me while I'm trying to line up a pool shot that kept my horny engine revved up. And at my age, that's not always guaranteed anymore. Before we became intimate, I told her my biggest fear in life is genital herpes, and she provided the best response I've received for this concern. She said that, Through her mafia connections for passive income, she gets paid to participate in many clinical vaccine trials, and one research study was for genital herpes. So not only does she know she is negative, a scientific requirement, she either got the placebo or there's a 50% chance she has immunity from ever contracting genital herpes. Damn, what a woman. When her time at the Airbnb was up, she asked if I'd wait for her to return. She needed to go home and figure out custody of her pets, disentangle her finances from her ex-husband, and help care for an elderly relative going through an advanced age-related procedure. To me, waiting is passive, and it's not like I could find a better match over the month and a half she expected to be gone, so I assured her I would be here when she got back. Well, this is when we unraveled. She wanted weekly phone calls and video chats to sustain the relationship. I probably should have warned her that talking on the phone gives me paralyzing anxiety. But I had forgotten that trauma was even a part of me because I don't ever have to take phone calls at work and nobody calls me socially. Why am I traumatized by talking on the phone? Many reasons, but I'll just say that way back in my day, the school published your number in a big directory that went home at the beginning of each new school year and I frequently found myself on the long side of abuse. I texted Riley every day, we exchanged voice notes, but she harped on the status of these fucking phone calls and video chats. And when we did talk on the phone, she spilled gruesome details about caring for her elderly relative. Like, come on, we owe our nonagenarians some dignity in their final days. I can understand saying you had a stressful day or barely keeping your head above water. Whatever euphemism draws the commensurate comfort from your supports, but I'm beyond mortified to think that if I don't kill myself before becoming a burden to my children, then they might describe for their spouses what they found inside my diaper. I told you she was a gifted storyteller. That's also how I found out we were over. She isn't a gifted storyteller in a bubble. She commands a 30,000 subscriber count on TikTok. I had to make an account to follow her, Hot garbage girl persona and get notified when she posts new videos. New TikToks? I'm a noob here. The last notification I received came at a time I thought we were close enough to her anticipated return that the fighting over phone calls and video chats was behind us. I was even putting together a list of places I wanted to take her around Chandler, Mesa, and Scottsdale while my summer vacation was still available to provide pampering after all that work she put in back home. I mean back not home. But when I tapped on her most recent TikTok, there she was going on an unhinged rant about this scumbag in Arizona who couldn't be bothered to set aside two hours a week to talk on the phone. I never got the ick so fast in my life. I'm sad because I really liked her. I admired her. I let my thoughts tell me colorful lies like, wow, this is the intelligent and beautiful woman that will change my life. We are going to be together a long time. I'll never have to go on a first date again. Which is definitely a me problem. Most guys would probably be able to pick up the phone each night if the payoff is keeping their romantic interest happy while she is away. I'm going to have to be more clear in the future and tell potential partners that dating me feels a lot like being single. Except the benefit is saying you're with the Hummingbird Academy's Teacher of the Month, October 2020. That's worth at least 10 phone calls. Riley told all of TikTok that she thinks I'm an asshole. And now I'm here to tell my best friends fit results now and cheap auto deals that I thought she was pretty cool. In other news, I asked chat GPT to write a first day kindergarten lesson plan, and holy shit, it did an amazing job. I'm not saying I'm going to have AI do all my work, but there's definitely a benefit to including it in my work. The future is now. It's best if you don't reach out. The unexceptional late 30s mail against COVID-19, genital herpes, and $18 an hour employment. For more adventures, visit my website, don’t.com.